This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, what is up? Today I'm doing a Coffee Break episode about being a boss, and more specifically, the mistakes that I've made when I have been a boss. Now, you guys might think that this is coming sort of out of the blue, but if we are freelancers or entrepreneurs, usually the end goal is to become a boss in some way. We might not officially have the title of CEO yet, we might not have a staff or a team yet, but if you're really going to make your business work, nine times out of 10, you're going to need to eventually build a team or at least work with a team of other freelancers or just delegate your project ideas effectively to someone. So I wanted to take some of the things that I learned over my whole career, not just my freelancing career, I used to work in management in retail. I used to work in management in the automotive industry in a corporate environment. And so I have made plenty of mistakes. I've hired people in all of those positions. And of course, for my own business, I've hired people and I have um, worked with freelancers and worked on as part of a team. So there's a lot that we can learn, a lot that I could have improved on. So let's talk about it. Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh-so-rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. So probably the first and most important, or I guess most negative mistakes that I made as a boss was not communicating enough or not communicating appropriately or not communicating in the person's preferred style. So you probably have your own ways of really enjoying communicating. For me, it's writing. I can really express myself so well through written word. I am awful awful verbally. I, if you ask me a question on the spot, I need like a moment to think about it. I know it sounds weird because I'm on YouTube and podcasting and all this stuff, but like in, in face-to-face one-on-one, I'm really bad at verbal communication. I need time to process everything. And so written word really works for me. So I think that one of the things that I've done in the past is I assume that everybody's like me and that, you know, everybody enjoys long emails that are very detailed or that everybody, I don't know, just understands the way that I think. And the truth is nobody is exactly like you. And I've actually learned, especially for my communication style, that it's pretty unique in a sense. Like people hate emails. I'll send these long emails that are so detailed that give people every little bit of information they would ever need. And they'll still come back and ask me a question because they just skim through it and don't read it, which is a little frustrating because I mean, that's part of your job is like, you should be reading the whole email, but it's still, it just doesn't work for everybody. So You really need to get to know your employees, freelancers, team, whatever these people are that you're delegating to. You really need to get to know them and understand what works best for them. 
understandably, you have to do a little bit of everything in a workplace. Like I, throughout my career and probably forever, I will have to speak to people one-on-one. Like that's just something that I have to do. And obviously it's something that I want to improve on too. I don't want to just like write emails all day. But, you know, it's also important for people to understand that that's not my preferred style. And if they really want to get some hard hitting, like well thought out information from me, they might want to give me a little bit of time and say, shoot me an email when you have, you know, when you've thought about it. So you really need to get to know people in that way. Another thing that I used to do a lot, uh, I think, and that I've definitely gotten better at is assuming that people know what you know, or assuming people that know, know things in general. I am very, resourceful I think like nobody's ever really trained me how to do my job and ever to be honest I mean I think besides retail where you have to get trained how to use a cash register things like that like for the most part people have been like okay here's the job and here you go here's the keys or whatever and you figure it out I'm very resourceful I'm not shy to like look something up or to ask for help if I need it or you know just the example of retail again if I didn't know how to do something I'd call another store Uh, in automotive same thing I would call somebody on a different floor of the building and ask for help like I'm not afraid to do those things but I think that a lot of people are a little bit less like that I've noticed a lot of people have a harder time asking for help they don't want to sound stupid which there is no such thing as you know being stupid when it comes to a job in my opinion you can always ask for things but a lot of people don't like to do that a lot of people might not be quite as savvy when it comes to like self self-learning and things like that and so I've always just sort of done that with people just thrown them here's the task ask me if you need help And then I'll find out that the things aren't getting done. And I'm so confused because I'm like, I told them to ask me if they need anything. Why didn't they ask me? But sometimes people don't know what they don't know. You know, sometimes people don't quite understand what they don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. But if I tell somebody to please change all the links in my description box of my YouTube videos to be uniform and to to all look the same, they might not understand that you have to add in HTTP colon slash slash before the the website addresses. Like you need to, first of all, when you're hiring people, understand their skill set and their experience really well. And then also just be very clear. I think sometimes I'm a little afraid of being too clear. Like I don't want to sound like I am super, super controlling and do things this exact way. But I think more information than less is better. And lastly, communicating enough. I, again, I love to work alone. I think I thrive in that kind of environment. I'm very resourceful. I can look things up myself. I can generally solve problems by myself. And so a lot of times I would think that people, again, are the same. And a lot of people aren't. You know, some people are like that. Some people aren't. And nothing is better or worse. Keep in mind everything that I'm saying here. Nothing is better or worse. I'm not saying I'm a better or worse person or worker because I am resourceful and I like to work alone. A lot of people like to have really close one-on-one contact, especially when you're working in a small team. I think it's really important to be aligned. So a lot of times I'd be like, oh, you know, I don't really have any news or updates this week for my assistant. So I'm not going to, I'm just going to cancel our weekly meeting. But even if you spend your weekly meeting talking about what you had for lunch or, you know, just like talking about random things, but even still, I think it's really important to get even like 15, 10 minutes every week, if you can, of one-on-one time with your employees, your freelancers, your team, whatever.
Okay, so the second mistake that I think I've made, actually, I know I've made this mistake so many times, oh my goodness, is not establishing my authority. And I don't like how this sounds. It honestly makes me cringe even saying that. But unfortunately, there are people in the world who take advantage of the fact that you're nice. And I'm a very, very nice person. I'm a very nice boss. I'm a very understanding person, a very understanding boss. I totally understand that people have outside lives and that those outside lives are their priority. I hate the concept that your job should be more important than your family. I don't think that's true. I'm sorry, I don't. I think that obviously your job provides for you and your family and therefore it's it's of equal or similar importance. But at the end of the day, if your dad is sick, you need to be with your dad. I don't care what we have going on. And I've always been like that, again, throughout all of the different industries that I've worked in. And I think sometimes people do take advantage of that. When they learn that you are that way, And obviously that's a bit of a dramatic example. I don't expect anyone to go to work if their dad is in the hospital or whatever. But, you know, you just really have to be able to read your people well. And if you're going to give fun little bonuses and perks, uh, you have to understand that they're the type of people who aren't going to take advantage of it. And it's something that I'm just learning all the time. It's, It's really hard because it's not like a set in stone thing. I can't give you a manual to read about this. It's just you do have to... Read your people well and make sure that you're not getting stepped all over. And also just establish the fact that you are the boss and that this is your company. I really like to give my people ownership over what they do uh, in every every place I've ever worked. I like people to feel like they sort of own a part of the business, that they are the go-to for... I don't know, like, at, at, you know, at my job in the automotive industry, we had a person who was really knowledgeable about trucks, and I wanted him to feel like he was our truck guy, like he was our go-to. If somebody had a question about trucks, if I had a question about trucks, I would go to him and talk it out with him. And I think that really helped motivate him and helped him understand that he was a big part of this huge company. He had a purpose, but I also think sometimes then you can have the flip side where he's like, well, I know everything about trucks. You don't know anything about trucks. Um, and so it's important to like to really establish your authority and understand that, yes, you're giving somebody an ownership, some ownership and a piece of the puzzle, but that at the end of the day, you're the go-to. You're the one sort of maneuvering everything and putting everything into motion. And this is a really hard thing to do because I'm just not a bossy person. I'm not a micromanager. I don't like being like that. But especially if you're that kind of person, you have to find a way to make sure that you're being respected. And the second that something happens, I'm not kidding, the second that something happens that sort of undermines you or, uh, you know, is treating you sort of poorly, you have to address it. You can't let it sit and linger because over time they're going to be like, well, I've always said this to you. I'm, I've always acted this way. And it just becomes a nightmare to deal with, I'm telling you. Uh, also, hiring your friends can be really hard. It, it's 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 like it can be really hard. It can go really amazing, but it can go really really poorly. And honestly, and I think pretty much all my experiences, it has not went well because people feel like they know you. People feel like they have some kind of in with the boss, and they feel like they can slack off. And you're not going to ever fire them, and and it can just be really messy. So please be careful with that stuff. Nice segue into my last point I want to make here, and that's hiring the wrong people. Definitely the wrong people can be your friends, but they can be strangers too. It's hard to get to know someone from one interview or two interviews. So I like to be really thorough with the interview process and make sure that I'm understanding them 
completely, holistically, because I don't want to hire someone who's just telling me things that they think I want to hear. I want to hire somebody, one, because I, you know, see their potential as a person, but also that they're the right fit for the job. I have amazing friends who I would love to be on my team, and I hope someday that I can create a position for them. Like, that's my end goal. But they're, I don't have a place for them right now. They're either too skilled, not skilled enough, skilled in something I don't have a you know, have footing in yet, whatever the case, like you, and, and I would never offer a job to that person so they can fit into what I need them to be. Because at the end of the day, they're going to have their passion, they're going to have their strength, and they're going to drift away. I want to know when I hire somebody what exactly their goals are in life, what they're passionate about. Because yeah, I mean, I've been in jobs where I've just taken the job just to take the job because it's good money or because I need a job or whatever, and I wasn't passionate about it. And Sooner or later, I left or I wanted to leave or I dreamt of leaving every day because it wasn't what I was into. And so, you know, you need to make sure that you're putting the right people in the right roles. And again, the friend thing, you know, you got to make sure that if you are hiring your friend, that's fine. But make sure that they're really qualified. Make sure they're really passionate. Make sure they understand how passionate you are and that it's going to be a mutually beneficial relationship. I am huge on mutually beneficial relationships for everybody that I deal with in my business because you as an employee, as a worker, are going to do your best work when you feel valued, when you feel like you're getting something out of the deal, not when you're just doing things that you're being told to do and treated really poorly and not enjoying your job. So I try really hard to make sure that I'm hiring people for things that they're good at, that they like doing, and that they're going to, at the end of the day, be like, man, like contracting for Latasha's company is amazing. I cannot wait till she has another project. It's just so cool. And it, it that's the people that I want. I don't want people who are like, eh, okay, I guess I'll take this project. I have no, nothing better coming up. So hire the right people, put them in the right roles, and you will see good things, I hope. <laughs> Let me know, what are some of the mistakes that you've made as a boss? I think those are the major ones. I mean, obviously, I'm sure I've made like a zillion others, but those are the big ones, and they're things that I feel like I've really improved on just by being aware of them, being more aware, looking up articles, looking up resources of how to improve on those certain things has helped me out so much. So I hope this coffee break helped you as well. Let me know on Twitter or in the reviews, what you guys thought, and if you are um, a successful boss or if you have had some hiccups along the way. Thanks for listening, and I will see you on Friday. That's it for this coffee break episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. New full-length episodes air on Fridays, but if you're hungry for more now, make sure to check out the resources page of ajourneyeast.com. Just for listeners of the show, I'm offering 20% off my one-on-one consulting calls, which are hour-long sessions to talk about whatever it is that you need help with. Use the code FREEFRYPOD, all one word, to redeem at ajourneyeast.com slash resources. A direct link will be listed in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and for all of your support. I'll talk to you soon.